Today is day 42 of our Lent Reflections. My name is Lee, I'm the minister at Hope Community Church Aintree. During Holy Week, we are focusing on the seven phrases spoken by Jesus on the cross. As we enter this time of reflection and prayer, we still ourselves and become aware again of God's presence with us. Let us pray. Lord, I pause from the busyness of life and choose to set my focus entirely on you once again. Please meet with me and speak with me in these moments ahead. Amen. Our Bible verse today is from John 19, verse 26. Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. This may seem like a strange phrase for one of the final breaths of Jesus. Yet in these two simple statements, Jesus shows us more of God's heart of mercy and compassion. It may seem rude to refer to your mum as woman, but this is paralleled both in Jewish and Greco-Roman culture and we need not read it harshly. At the start of Jesus' ministry, and at the end of it, this is how he refers to Mary. In John's Gospel, John 2 verse 4, when Mary asks Jesus to help out with the wedding party which ran out of wine, ahead of his first miracle, Jesus again just refers to Mary as woman. Here, as Jesus refers to Mary in the same way, we can read both with affection, in light of Jesus' act of love and care upon the cross. Today, let's put ourselves in Mary's shoes. Mary has stood watching her son die. I know some of you have stood at the funerals of your own children thinking how it's not meant to be this way. And Mary stood watching her son in agony. Her son who she conceived miraculously, fled to Egypt with, had to return to the temple to find him as a young boy when he stayed behind, who went along with Jesus' half-brothers to find where he was after he healed in the temple and upset the local synagogue. Her son whom she'd followed and supported, who is now being crucified as a criminal hanging on a cross. But as if that wasn't enough, people in Mary's day would have talked. She would have been the talk of the town, but not in a good way. Would she be ostracised? Like the woman in John chapter 4, would she be collecting water from the well in the heat of the day alone and covered in shame? But it wouldn't just be shame upon her, but also fear. Could she ever go to the temple again knowing what the priests had done to her son? Would she ever be welcomed in the temple again, being the mother of Jesus crucified? What about the Jewish leaders or the Roman authorities? If they came for Jesus, surely they would come for those who advocated that he is the Messiah. Especially in the society in which Jesus lived, where a woman without a male's protection, a father, a son or a husband, was incredibly vulnerable. By this point, we can assume that Joseph is no longer around. Maybe he's died and 
Now that her firstborn is about to die, Mary would find herself in a very dangerous place in society. And so, in addressing her directly, and entrusting Mary to John's care, where he instructed John to take care of her, Jesus is offering yet another act of kindness, love and compassion. And for John in accepting Mary, he was showing utmost love to Jesus. No wonder he was the disciple whom Jesus loved. Firstly, for us today, in our vulnerabilities or fears, know that Jesus sees you and that he offers his protection over you. Psalm 91 verses 3 and 4 say, Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wing you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. Secondly, in one of Jesus' final breaths, he shows the importance of showing love to those around us. Maybe one of the mistakes we make in Christianity is that we promote busyness in the church, serving the Lord, over all things, usually our families. I know that by the time I get home after a long day with others, my family don't get the best of me. Someone once said that every time we say yes to one thing, we say no to something else. I'm so struck when reading the Gospels that Jesus gives his full attention to those who he is with. When the woman who suffered bleeding touched his garment, Jesus stopped and looked her in the eye with love. When Zacchaeus was up a tree, Jesus looked intently at him before inviting himself over for dinner. When Jesus sees the widow of Nain, he stops what he's doing to touch the stretcher her dead son is on. And now even on the cross, in the agony of not just his physical injuries and slow, agonising death, but also with the pain of the sin of the whole world upon himself, and his upcoming separation from his father, Jesus gives his full attention to his mother, those nearest and dearest to him for a moment. Jesus showed us on the cross the importance of caring for those closest to us, forgiving full attention over the busyness of the tasks at hand. Today, reflecting on these words spoken by Jesus at the cross, How can you show God's love to those closest to you in life? Whether you're married or single, I encourage you to demonstrate God's love, care and compassion to those whom you are closest to today. Turn off social media, put your phone on silent, turn the telly off, look people in the eyes and give them your undivided attention. And know today that as you do that, you reflect Jesus to them who gives his undivided attention to you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your final moments upon the cross where you took the weight of our sin and shame. And we thank you for this moment of compassion and mercy and kindness which you demonstrated by entrusting Mary into the care of John. Thank you for your protection and care over every one of us. Help us to give our undivided attention to those nearest and dearest to us today. And in doing so, may we reflect your love for them. In Jesus' name, Amen.